This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. It's James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, on 77 WABC, the crown jewel of American radio. It is Saturday morning. Have that cup of coffee with us here on the Saturday morning radio extravaganza. If you would like to be part of the program, 800-848-WABC is the number to call. What's on tap for the day? Well, pretty soon we'll see whether Derek Hunter is already awake, and if he is, we'll Chat with Derek about events of the week later on. America's small caffeinated mom uh, comes back on the program. I spoke with Princess Diana this week. Um, as many of you know, sadly, Princess Diana's husband passed away. She has been with him uh, throughout the illness that took his and life, and she'll be. We, she, she, and I have been talking about that and about other things, but. The conversation, our last conversation, turned political. And I am telling you, she when she comes back, oh boy, look out. She already had some things to say that uh quite remarkable, actually. I suggested to her that when she's ready, she should write some of these things in an op-ed. So uh, in coming weeks, hopefully, Princess Di will be back with us. Uh, let us see where we start today. Mayor Adams is suggesting he's encouraging people to leave their cars. You heard the top of the hour news that even uh, Representative Maliotokis from Staten Island and others in the New York delegation are fighting this plan to impose strict new taxation on people who dare drive in, quote-unquote, congested areas of Manhattan. It's a silly plan. I still don't know how they they plan to enforce it, really. And then what do you do about people who are already there? I mean, there are people who do have cars in Manhattan. It's it's nonsense. But this is the kind of stuff that you should you can expect from the New York government. Well, your mayor, New York City government, run by Democrats, liberal Democrats, progressives. New York City Mayor Eric Adams has yet to thoroughly address the dangers of violent crime. This is from American Wire News. But that hasn't stopped him from using social engineering to force the public into danger under the guise of their own well-being. Businesses in the Big Apple that managed to survive the draconian lockdowns of COVID. Oh, oh, I will remember the place. I'll come back to this. Have you seen the latest reasoning that we are all being told why COVID came into origin? They are now pushing the story, and I do have it, that COVID's 
origin came from raccoon dogs. I'm like, what's a raccoon dog? Is that like, is that like cow man, man bear cow or man bear pig? Man bear pig. That's what's up. It's got a raccoon dog. Yeah, close kin to man bear pig. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but it's all in the, it's, 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 yes. It's now the, the raccoon dogs. Cause as soon as we started honing in on perhaps this was a man-made leak, and as soon as we started honing in on the role of certain people, and gain-of-function research. Now we're being flooded with stories. Oh, no, no, COVID started with raccoon dog and, and man-bear-pig. Okay, sure. Tell us that, yeah. We'll believe anything, guys. Yeah, we'll believe it. You tell us everything. You tell us. Uh, we'll believe you. Because why shouldn't we believe you? Because it's not as if you haven't been lying to us all along since the whole thing started. So, yeah, we should start believing you. Yes, the raccoon dogs. They did it. Okay, going back to Mayor Adams. (laughs) Businesses in the Big Apple that managed to survive the draconian lockdowns of COVID and the raccoon dogs are far from recovered. Many citizens have moved to locales where the local government won't oppress them while routinely releasing criminals back in the public. Boy, that sounds like me. I could have written that part. Dismissive of the realities facing New Yorkers, Adams plowed ahead with plans to increase the suffering of commuters through exercise encouraging cultural shift. I am encouraging people to get out of their cars, you know, We have the best transportation, the MTA. I'm on the train all the time. I'm I'm encouraging people, you know, we need exercise. So the mayor wants you to abandon the safety, what little, what there is of safety, because sometimes even that's questionable, in your own automobile, and instead get on his crime-ridden subways. That's what you should do. You should get exercise. And I presume maybe some of that exercise would be running away from criminal attacks. You know, somebody comes to rob you, run away. There's your morning exercise. Run away. Speaking of which, Diego is back with us this week and will lead today's morning dance halfway through the program. Oh, boy. Yeah, you've been waiting for this, and so have we. Good. So this is part of the mayor's Broadway vision. Get out of your car where you can lock your doors against the criminals that Mayor Adams and his Democrat Party have released onto the streets of New York. And instead, get out and join the criminals and get exercise. Yeah. The mayor says there's a cultural shift that must take place in the city. There's a cultural shift that must take place. When you look at the number of drivers, the number of pedestrians that walk clearly outnumbers the number of drivers. We are too stationary. Let's get on our bikes. Let's walk. Let's skateboard. Let's run from the criminals. (laughs) Where was this during COVID? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> We're always going to be a city or country where vehicles are used, but we need to minimize them. Well, stop telling people how to live their lives. Who the hell does Mayor Adams think he is telling people what they have to do? Do your job. Do your job. Deal with the crime. Deal with these out of control. Deal with the failing schools. And let people drive as they please. They can make decisions about how they don't need you to pontificate to them when they should drive their automobiles. Do your job. I tell you, this guy, this. Yeah, I know, I know. We have some people that believe we should just kiss this guy's behind. He's the greatest guy, you know, whatever, whatever. But you forget it. This guy, all talk. Always out pontificating about what people should do. He's not as bad as Bloomberg when it comes to what people should eat. Remember when Nanny Bloomberg was running this and he was the war against salt. The war against trans fat. Why is it these liberals always want to tell you what you should be doing in your personal life and the thing that you elected them to do, which is to govern and make the city safe, make the government operations run smoothly? We have failing schools in this city. He is not doing anything to fix it that I can see. Crime is out of control, has chased businesses out of the city, has chased human beings that used to pay taxes out of the city. What is he doing to fix that? No, he's going to tell you that you shouldn't be driving your car because he thinks that you need to get exercise. The arrogance of these Democrats is stunning, stunning to me. If you don't know, be prepared. They're already, this this indictment, coming indictment talk is heating up. Alvin Bragg has asked for a meeting with law enforcement. Ahead of, this is in multiple sources this morning, including Fox News, ahead of a possible indictment of former President Donald Trump next week. The meeting was requested Thursday. It hasn't been set. The meeting is to discuss logistics for some time next week, which would mean they are anticipating an indictment next week. Yeah. There is this is uh this is heating up. Also, there's a lot of news about woke and unwoke. There's banking news. There's all sorts of news out here today. I have enough to do shows into next week on all the breaking news. But if you want to join us, here's how to do it. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-WABC. It is Saturday. It is a Saturday morning radio extravaganza here on WABC, and we're coming back right after this. 
the Saturday morning radio extravaganza. Now, here's James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, on 77 WABC. WABC Talk Radio 77 in New York. Spinners, this Saturday morning, as you wake up and enjoy a good weekend ahead. Derek Hunter, the one, the legend, the last guest host, the author, the columnist, the profound political thinker is with us. <laughs> Welcome, Derek. How are you? I'm now never going to live up to that, but yeah, the, all, all the other stuff's too profound. I'm not so sure about. But I'm doing, I'm doing well. How are you? Does anybody call you Jimmy? Don't you dare. I'm just curious. Is, is, no. Was there anybody? Did your did your grandma call you Jimmy and pinch your cheeks or anything like that? No, my grandmother never called me Jimmy. Hmm. Now, my mother would occasionally, and I'd just look at her like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> and <laughs> People call no, you all no. Things, but not, you're, not a, you're not a Jimmy. I'll give you that. I'm not a Jimmy. I'm not a Jimmy. No, it was never the Jimmy stuff. Nope, not for me. Anybody go Jim? Anybody go Jim? No, not even Jim. And I like Mm. to name Jim. I know several people named Jim, but no, not me. I never, ever liked it for me. And when people would call, I would correct them. That's not my name. You know, (laughs) even when I was young. So I was, uh, no. no So so you've been a a crotchety jerk your whole life. All right, well. Yes, I have been. I have been willful, actually. I guess. So, Derek, what do you what do you make of it? What do you make of the idea that uh, we're looking at now possible indictment? Uh, we knew that the Manhattan DA, we knew that the the state uh, in New York, Letitia James, they they have been even before Donald Trump was elected. Letitia James came out and swinging against him and said that they were going to look for dirt to try to get him. I'm just paraphrasing those words. Those weren't her words. No, um, they were pretty and, close to her words. And it was very Soviet. And they're, they're going to investigate him to find out whether or not he's committed any crimes, which is uh, the antithesis of the United of America. But no, and I'm not really sure what the crime is. You're allowed to pay a bribe. I don't think it's it's illegal to bribe somebody. It's illegal to extort money from somebody, but you can pay it. That's not the crime. Look, we did not elect Donald Trump Pope. We didn't. If you don't think that he had the relations with Stormy Daniels, you just haven't been paying attention to the guy's life. He probably did. I, I don't care. I, I'm not electing him to be my brother-in-law. So I, I I took that with a grain of salt. You know, Donald Trump's life is that he's he, he sort of 
with Marla Maples, he kind of was his own publicity agent publicizing his affairs. Uh, but I don't understand the illegality of it, especially because they can say, well, it was a campaign contribution. Michael Cohen gave her $130,000. He was reimbursed. Therefore, it was a laundered uh, campaign contribution, blah, blah, blah. First of all, you're allowed to spend money on your own campaign. Secondly, he has a track record. His own lawyers have said he's paid this sort of nuisance money before. So when he wasn't running for president, so I'm not really sure this is anything other than opportunism, which is what the left really lives for. And it tells you something about a guy that if you watch MSNBC or CNN is the most corrupt. Oh my God, everybody on there will declare him to be the most corrupt president ever. And uh, oh, he's, he's broken all these laws and they can't indict him on anything except for maybe he paid somebody so he wouldn't get in trouble with his wife. Like that's that's all you've got. I think this ends up making Donald Trump come out. Look, there are some people who are just going to go, well, why never? And we'll never vote for him. But they were never going to vote for him to begin with. They were never. They, they knew it. Yeah. But I think most of his is really dedicated fans will go. This is ridiculous, and they'll become more dedicated. I just I think it makes them look bad because I don't know how they convict him on this. Well, and his lawyers are saying, hey, here we go, from Russia, 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 to the Mueller hoax, to impeachment hoaxes one and two, even the unlawful Mar-a-Lago raid Democrats have investigated and attacked President Trump since before he was elected. They failed every time. Now they're at it again. They're pushing the nuclear button. They're attacking a president because of a disgraced extortionist. That would be uh, Stormy Daniels. This is happening because President Trump is leading in the polls by a large margin against both Democrats and Republicans. Don't know about it. And there's never been anything so blatant in American political history. Everybody knows it's a sham. Well, I'm okay. not so sure. I'm not so sure about all of that, but some of that will definitely play. I just don't think that um, it, I'm not sure what the crime is. Like, uh, an obscure at best interpretation of campaign finance law that is not this guy is it's not what they overpromised and underdelivered even if they were able to somehow prove that this was somehow a campaign finance violation because they told us that he was selling out this country he was enriching himself he was you know blah 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 you name it he basically the just the side of a russian agent and the best that they can come up with is that uh, he may have paid a porn star to keep quiet about an affair. Like, that's it? Because the money thing, he he's the only person to ever come out of the presidency with a lower net worth. Right. So they, can't, they can't really say. He's enriching himself and his friends. Like, who are his friends are going bankrupt because Democrats are dragging them before every uh, committee and every – grand jury and they have to get lawyers and they're doing that and i think people if they publicize that properly would see that and go they're they're doing this for harassment they're doing this for intimidation they're doing this as punishment but i just uh, i don't see that if you hate trump you're gonna hate you already hate trump 
if you love Trump, this is going to make you love Trump more. And I think some people in the middle will eventually look at this and go, my God, they're really harassing the hell out of this guy. And he's and got he this other trial with e. Jean Carroll, who claims she was raped mm. by Donald Trump in the 1990s and waited, what, 30 some odd years to say, ooh, guess what he did. Um, and that now, the, the former president and her lawyers have agreed that they're going to combine her claims of defamation into these, uh, this alleged rape and turn it into a single trial. Is and and again, I mean, this is. I don't know how you prove a a, a forty year old rape. I and I'm not look. I'm that's all. I don't know how you prove it. It will be interesting to me to see how she how this case unfolds, since apparently uh, it is going to trial. Do you remember when E. Jean Carroll first came out? It, 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 I I don't. It doesn't mean. That nothing happened. I don't. I don't know. I wasn't in the room at Barney's or whatever it was. But when she was doing her first media tour, and it tells you something about what the left views of her credibility when she was first doing her media tour, and she was on Anderson Cooper, and she's like, uh, "Well, why don't you? Uh, why didn't you report this? Why don't you report this now? Why don't you press charges now, et cetera, et cetera?" And he said, and she said something bizarre like. Well, it's because uh, it cheapens the rape that's happening at the southern borders. She was just a very weird person. She came across. She gave some really bizarre interviews. One, the most bizarre, was to Anderson Cooper on CNN to the point that, look, if you want to accuse him, you want to accuse Mitt Romney uh, in junior high of cutting the hair of a guy who, uh, you know, against his will because he was gay, they'll have you on CNN nonstop. Um, even though his sister, that guy's sister, is like he's, he wasn't gay, didn't happen. The guy had passed away. But if they won't have E. Jean Carroll on because she's so bizarre and doesn't make her own, she like I don't know, I don't know how to describe it. It's not like she doesn't have credibility. You just look at it and you go, That's, "You're just weird. What the hell are you talking about?" If you're that type of person that that CNN or MSNBC won't have you on to to constantly parrot your allegations, there's something there. It might just be smoke, but it, it also could be fire. Who knows? I, I just I don't know. You're right. Thirty, forty years ago, how do you prove anything? How do you disprove anything? And I don't think that's the the point of this. The point is to get the thought out there in the ether and it's going to stick and it's already a fact with the people who are inclined to believe it's a fact and it could never have possibly happened for people who are inclined to think it never could possibly happen it's just bizarre to go forward with it but i mean i guess you're pot committed and i'm not really sure i'd be curious to know if she's paying for her attorneys or how they are being compensated interesting that seems like a loser it seems like a loser to me Derek, if somebody asked you to describe woke, how would you describe what being woke is? Uh, that means embracing identity politics, uber alles. It means a propensity, a desire, really, to be offended. I believe that uh, victimhood is now the currency. It's like a Bitcoin on the left, and it's the weaponization of all of that. 
Yeah, Don Lemon had an interesting. He's still on television. He, he <laughs> says that it it's it's not about defining people for a characteristic. This is he spoke to one of his guests, Vivek Ramaswamy. He says it's a it's being aware. It's being aware of issues that have to do with minorities, destruction of the country, issues that have to do with women, issues that have to do with complex. It's the way Ah. savior complex. There you go. It's the suburban Chardonnay drinking stay at home mom who's an empty nester now who is looking for meaning in her life because her husband no longer finds her attractive, getting offended. on It's offensive by proxy, really. It is offensive by proxy. If you look at it, it is a whole bunch of white suburbanite wealthy people who are offended on behalf. They're the people who changed the Redskins name. No poll showed more than 5% of Native Americans going, I'm offended. This must be changed. But uh, every uh, college freshman class at Smith College was wildly offended and demanded that things change. It's, It's that mentality. Derek Hunter, yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, the brilliant mind on display. I'm going to ask you, Derek, when we get back, I want to talk to you about the banking uh, news that has gone on. There are a lot of, there's still a lot going on inside the banking community. New York Post today has a article on the Fed woman that was responsible for overseeing SV Bank under her jurisdiction from the Fed, and instead she was involved in wokeism. Uh, and Joe Biden is now claiming, uh-oh, we need some accountability. When He's asking Congress to give him accountability to go after these bank leaders. I read a fact check by AP this week that I, it was hilarious. There's no wokeism going on here. It's just classic stuff. That It's bad investments. It's bad investments. It's bad bad investments. Well, the bad investments came from being woke. I mean, yeah. it's it's just it's so. And then you've got these Stanford law students, and to me, they are on. This is almost comical. They protested a federal judge's appearance. The school apologized, and they got mad with the dean that apologized. They protest him, and now these very protesters are demanding that their names should be redacted from news coverage of the events. <laughs> it's, it's, and their faces. It's, ah, this is today's college students. Uh, James we Golden. Need, a, we need tar and feathering. We need to bring it back. <laughs> WABC Talk Radio 77. Derek Hunter is with me. James Golden. It's our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. We're coming back. Don't go away. We'll be back right after this. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. 
the Saturday morning radio extravaganza. Now, here's James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, on 77 WABC. WABC Talk Radio 77 in New York. Isley Brothers bring us back with this classic, this iconic hit. one of the records that I just never, ever, ever get tired of hearing. You know, there are some hits that you, you listen to, and after you've heard them for the hundredth time, you say, okay, okay, I've had enough of that. This is one, I mean, this song is what, like almost 50 years old or something? 40, 50 years old? Never, ever get tired of hearing it. I remember dancing to this song when I was a little, like, little tyke. And Derek was just, uh, he was just a twinkle in his mama's eyes at that point in life. You were just a little Jimmy back then, dancing around. I was not a little Jimmy. <laughs> I was young James. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> tight young James. That's right, young James. Um, Derek, the <laughs> the White House is really ticked off at uh, at uh, this 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 James. Speaking of James, of James Comer, the uh, who's investigating President Biden's family, and this is, these are after the reports this week that Bo Biden, the deceased son of President Biden, his wife got cash somehow from China through another associate of the Biden family on another one of these energy deals that comes from a Communist Party company. And the White House is calling the claims that she got cash a disgusting attack on Bo Biden's widow. It's all disgusting to bring this stuff up. Of course, I've never understood the the thing that I still... This is the same widow that was stooping the brother, Hunter Biden. Yeah. So the brother, Joe Biden, dies. Hunt, Hunter steps in and starts stripping the wife. And then he kind of gets tired of her, apparently, and stoops the other girl who he had a baby with and then left her. And none of that is disgusting. But it's disgusting to actually bring up the fact that she allegedly got cash from the Chinese funnel to her is this uh, biden story unraveling it really the more we learn about the biden family's actions the more we realize that joe and jill were terrible parents they're terrible parents ashley's you know got her issues her addictions 
Bo's got his issues and his addictions, or not Bo, Hunter. We don't know about Bo. Bo is gone. Everybody assumed the best about Bo. But if Bo was married to a woman who, upon his tragic too soon death, takes up with Hunter, who was married at the time, who was a drug-addled sex addict at the time. Like, I get it. I would never tell anybody how to grieve. But I do question somebody who looks at somebody who had to have shown up, given the fact that he was filming himself constantly doing all sorts of drugs and all sorts of other things with uh, people, women who seem to be of Eastern European descent and likely were trafficked here in shipping containers. That I would question the character of any, not only the person who would do that, but anybody who would look at a person doing that and go, that's that's the guy for me. Um, I get you that it's you know a tragedy and you just had a horrible, horrible loss, but the the mailman, you know, the paper boy, there isn't another choice there than your brother-in-law. So yeah, I I look at all of this family and I think. This is, is this an episode of Falcon Crest, or is this the life of the family of the President of the United States? And I would posit that anybody who is a good parent, yes, anybody can go off the rails. But two and a half of your three kids going off the rails, I, I have a problem with that. I think that the fish rots from the head. And this might be an indication. Of course, we've never had an exploration of the Biden family, not an, a serious investigation by the media. The same with Barack Obama. Have you ever seen an interview with anybody who went to high school with Barack Obama or anybody no. who went to college nope. with Barack Obama? No, nope. never was. No, nope. nope. I put it in fact. I, I talked to I one of my friends in Asia went to Harvard Law with Obama, and she told me stories which I have never repeated of his time at Harvard Law. And I've never repeated them because, you know, I don't, number one, want to have to back it up and expose her. Um, Mm -hmm. But she told me some stories about their time at Harvard University. And the thing to me with this this Biden family, I mean, look, some of this stuff is salacious. You have the, the daughter saying, this stuff is even hard to talk about. That so she, they showered. They showered. They, they showered well together. Age, it was appropriate. And she, right, and she felt uncomfortable in the shower with her daddy. Now that mm-hmm. is really strange. It is beyond strange. If this were, can you imagine what the press would do if the high-profile daughter of a former president? came out and said, yeah, my dad used to shower with me. That would be enough. Not even if she went to, I thought it was inappropriate and I was uncomfortable with my daddy in the shower. That is just, it's it's the ill factor. Ill, goodness. No, it, it is. Uh, there's, there's not, look, Joe Biden has a history of exploiting tragedy in his family. Uh, he lied for years about the tragic death of his first wife and daughter. He accused the man uh, in the accident of being drunk. He was not. Eventually, the family had to threaten Sue to get him to stop lying about it. He's a guy who looks at, look, if you meet, you're meeting with the family of 13 uh, members of the military who 
died on your watch. You can choose your own verbiage there to decide whether or not you blame President Biden's failed policies for cutting and running in Kabul for their death. But it at least happened on your watch and you spend your time staring at your watch going, when is this going to be over? And when you have a chance to talk, you say, I sympathize with you. I lost a son in Iraq when you lost a son four years after he'd been in Iraq to a brain tumor, to brain cancer and not service in the military. And oh, by the way, he was in the JAG Corps, so he wasn't like humping a a rifle going out on patrol. It tells you something about that person's character, does it not? It, It tells you something that this person is at a minimum gross. At a maximum, you can wait a minute. You know, you, you know what? As much as I have read, I had forgotten all about this. What you just said, just repeat that for me, please. That it was the, because I have always assumed when somebody says I lost my son in a war, you assume they're telling you the truth. Yes, Hunter or uh, Bo Biden died of brain. Uh, a brain cancer, tragically, far too young in his 40s, but he had served, I think it was nine months in Baghdad and JAG Corps, Judge Advocate General. He was an attorney in the military. Not to belittle it, that service is service, but he was over there years before he died. Now, Joe has tried to imply that he got cancer from burn pits. There's no evidence that that's true whatsoever. And I, I mean, you get parents get ideas of where things, especially when tragedy happens. But he has exploited that and several times talked about how he lost his son in the war, how he lost his son in Iraq when talking to uh, Gold Star families. It is disgusting it's stolen val it's this form of stolen valor by proxy it's very bizarre it, you'd almost let it pass if joe biden didn't have a history of lying about tragedy in his life lying about his life this idea that oh when he was a senior in high school his dad was dropping him off this is when he came around to gay marriage his dad was dropping him off for school and there's two guys making out with each other and he looks at his dad and he goes eh, joey they love each other. It's that simple. And that's when he uh, came around on gay marriage, except for, you know, 50 years later when he had a chance to vote on the Defense of Marriage Act. He voted for it. And he had publicly declared marriages between a man and a woman. And it wasn't until 2012 when the fundraising was not going well amongst the gay community that Joe Biden floated the idea of being in support of gay marriage. You know, Joe Biden's life is a fairy tale. In many ways, it just depends on what he's talking about and what he needs at the moment. Joe Biden also, and then we have to go to a break, he also spent a lot of, he had friendships, deep friendships with some of the segregationists in the Democrat Party. He bragged bragged about about how they were his mentors when he came. There's a clip of him talking with Chris Wallace on Fox News Sunday back in 2008 going, my state's a a southern state. My state's a slave state. You don't understand. Like, wow, you're you're really bragging about that? He didn't want his kids to go into integrated schools. He support, opposed busing because he didn't he want them to call them jungle a, schools. A jungle schools. It is. Before we go to break, right. though, I've got to ask you. You said it twice. 
Do you really pronounce the word strange, strange, or were you just being sarcastic or something? Stuck in my craw. I do have, I have fun with the word. I like it. I like it as pronounced as strange. Okay. Okay. I was just curious <laughs> if you really thought it was pronounced that way or you were just having fun. My faith in humanity is restored. <laughs> I have, I have fun with the word strange. You right, understood I it? it. I'm like, what? The? Yeah, I understood it because I got the context. But if you just said sandwich there, I still would have known that you were talking about strange. It's just very strange <laughs> that you would pronounce. Some people would mispronounce things. I wanted to make sure you were doing it on purpose. Thank you. Yeah, so if you'd like to be part of the strangeness here this morning, what WABC 800, 848WABC is going to call Derek Hunter is with us. World-renowned columnist. You can find him in Town Hall. He is the last guest host, the last new guest host we had on the Rush Limbaugh program. He is an author, and he's a dear, very dear friend. WABC Talk Radio 77. It's our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. We'll be right back. Saturday morning radio extravaganza is in your ears. Now, here's James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, on 77 WABC. Just let me hear some of that rock and roll That's Chuck Berry. Uh, Chuck Berry left us on March 18th. That's today's date. Back in 2017, at age 90 years old. The founding father of rock and roll. That's what some people call him, the founding father of rock and roll. Chuck Berry. I thought it was the godfather. Absolutely of was. That? No, he was a founding father. He's also a pioneer in uh, surveillance cameras in women's bathrooms. But, you know. Say what? <laughs> he had what? a little problem. He had a little problem with the ladies and uh, putting surveillance cameras in the bathroom of his restaurant, I believe. If you uh, do a quick Google search, you'll find that. He also was convicted of the Man Act. A violation of the Mann Act, which is taking an underage girl across state lines for uh, immoral. Well, everybody purpose. did that back then, Derek. I mean, you can't just. I mean, come <laughs> on. There was, there was. Everybody did that. That was what's his face. Uh, no, uh, uh, Melissa Priscilla. Great in one balls of fire. Didn't travel with it. <laughs> didn't travel. Elvis didn't travel with fifteen-year-old Priscilla. He kept her but then there was Jerry Lee Lewis, who married what? his what is like twelve-year-old cousin or something. The family reunion, a very close family, just like the Bidens. They're very close and intertwined. <laughs> the oh, <shit>. wedding. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, yeah, the early days of rock and roll. Hey, look, rock and it's it's you know what was the saying when we grew up? Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. That was sort of a uh, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The head of the uh, Fed, 
There's a story, Derek, in the Washington Post by Paul Sperry. I mean, I'm sorry, the New York Post, not the Amazon Prime Post. The, uh, the New York Post. Why the Frisco Fed chief missed Silicon Valley Bank's warning signs? This woman turns out to be a protege of Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen. Mary Daly is her name. And the Post says she's been uh, too busy, apparently, pushing, playing politics, pushing woke agendas to bother regulating banks like SVB. Other priorities of hers, climate change, George Floyd and BLM, dealing with the inequities between blacks and whites, LBGTQ+, rights, and a host of other woke and social justice issues had nothing to do with bank and finance. Her bio gushes that she's committed to understanding the economic and financial risk of climate change and inequities. And this was a woman who missed inflation. At the time, she said that back in 2021, I'm not thinking that we have unwanted inflation around the corner. I don't think she said that inflation was a risk. She denied the uh, country was suffering from painful inflation. Now, how this ties into the banking thing is we're now being told, oh, it wasn't, it wasn't any of these woke policies. It's that poor SVB got caught up when, when interest rates went up. They were unprepared because they had bought so many bonds when interest rates were low. And then when interest rates rose, they just it just really devalued their position. Look, Isn't that James, what rest? Yes. You can't expect Mary Daly, obviously, judging by the photograph, has spent most of her time at the beauty salon and the hair salon. So, you know, <laughs> not at all making out with a <laughs> light socket. I don't know what the hell's going on up there. It looks like somebody took a an M80 and put it in a Brillo pad and lit it off and then laid it on top of her head. Uh, if you've seen, they've uh, reduced Oof. videos out there at the San Francisco Fed celebrating wokeness. It, wokeness is a joke. It is a distraction. It is a way to cover up incompetence. Mary Daly, I suspect, was a uh, celebrate diversity hire. Her and her wife have uh, per- helped produce these videos of celebrating various things and various groups. The Democrats subdivide human beings and then celebrate or turn groups against each other, depending on what is needed for them at the moment. What they don't do is their damn jobs. What they don't do is their damn jobs. She will end up being the next Treasury Secretary when the least charismatic human being on the planet, Janet Yellen, leaves. If you listen to Janet Yellen talk, she sounds like Will Ferrell doing Janet Reno on Saturday Night Live. It is uh, quite a group of people when you hire people based on which boxes they check rather than their ability to do a job. I don't know that they don't have the ability to do the job, although I suspect they don't since they did a horrible job of it. But the hiring criteria is how many boxes do you check? That's a sad commentary that you can sit there and watch. And by the way, Janet Yellen, she's, this is how the left works, James. Is they, she was bribed ahead of time on the off chance. And what I mean by that is she'd made almost $10 million in speeches from big Wall Street banks. There, If you've heard her talk, she is the least charismatic. She helped you cure insomnia if you listen to her talk. 
<laughs> but she was paid almost $10 million by these banks between her time with the Fed and the Obama administration to becoming Treasury Secretary. Why? They weren't going to reward her for what she'd done. That'd be, that's not good business. It is just in case she goes into the next Democrat administration, they will have ingratiated themselves with her. But it's her speeches, so it's technically legal. Uh, they did the same thing with Hunter. The Chinese communists give him $1.2 billion in a hedge fund to play with. They pay him for all sorts of other things. Russia, pay, a bunch of places pay him large amounts of money to a normal person, small amounts of money to a government that if on the off chance his dad becomes president, they now have access. So they, they've done it. Jennifer Granholm, same thing, failed former governor of Michigan, has to go to California to get a teaching job. She somehow ends up with $5 million in stock options from an electric vehicle company. Why? Because there was a lot of speculation that she would end up in whatever Democrat administration came next, and you want her to take your phone calls. And $5 million sounds like a lot of money because it is, except for when you're dealing with $2 billion in subsidies or $10 billion in subsidies or whatever. These people are not stupid. They are diabolical. They set themselves up. They play the long con. They are bribing children of politicians right now because they know that there's a high likelihood that those children will take over for their parents when they retire or die. It's the way the game is played. The people who benefit the most make the rules. It's perfectly legal corruption, all right there for the world to see. Wow. Derek, that needs to be transcribed. (laughs) Wow. I've written about it several times. I've written about it. Write about it again. Where can people find you, Derek? Townhall.com. Uh, four days a week, patreon.com slash Derek Hunter podcast on Saturdays and uh, every day on iTunes. Thank you for being with us this morning, Derek Hunter. Thank you. Wow. Folks, digest that. That was incredible. If you want an explanation that that fills the that fills the boxes on how does this happen, you just heard it. James Golden, A.K. Snurley. We're coming back. We've got two hours to go on our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. We've got the morning dance coming up. We've got America's Small Caffeinated Mom coming up. We've got your calls coming up. We've got a lot more. There's a lot of stuff happening out here in America and the world. And we'll get into as much of it as time permits. James Golden, A.K. Snurley. Always glad you're here on our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. Have that second cup of coffee. I'm going to do the same. And we're coming back on America's crown jewel, WABC. Don't go away. We'll be right back. It's James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, on 77 WABC, the crown jewel of American radio. Welcome to our number duo of our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. Your phone call is coming up in this hour. Very shortly, actually. 800-848-WABC is that number. 800-848-9222. I mentioned in the first hour that the Amazon 
Prime, Washington Post, has a big article today. Genetic data links, links raccoon dogs to COVID origin. The WHO, the World Health Organization, is seeking China's cooperation. The protracted and rancorous debate over the origin of the COVID pandemic has added a small but potentially significant, significant data point. A sample taken in a Wuhan market in early 2020 show genetic traces of both the coronavirus and a raccoon dog, according to scientists who have analyzed newly obtained data from China. Avery, what is a, because uh, I've never seen one, Avery, have you ever seen a raccoon dog? Um, I just looked one up. I saw, I've, seen a, I've seen a raccoon, and I've seen a dog. And I've seen a but rac- have you seen? The- <laughs> I've seen a raccoon fight a dog, but that's it. <laughs> Scott, you said you looked it up. Yeah, it's a, it. It looks like a raccoon, but it's apparently a fox relative or something. It's a dog than a raccoon. Uh, Diego, have you seen? Do you know what a raccoon dog is? Never heard of one before. Right now, I'm looking looking up images like Scott, but yeah, it 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 looks like a mix between a fox and a raccoon. A raccoon dog. It looks like uh-huh. a raccoon. It lo- it looks like a raccoon, man. Mm-hmm. They might as well just say co- <laughs> This is what it's going to. Like I said, first first hour, it's man it's, it's man bear pig. Okay, so now coronavirus is 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 from man bear pig. It's not from any leak from the Wuhan lab. Now we're being told after all of this, it's a raccoon dog. Oh, never mind. We tried to say it was from bats. That didn't fly. The bat story in the Wuhan wet market, which we were told for years and years, that one didn't fly. So now let's say it's from a raccoon dog. And China is telling us this. And we're supposed to believe China. Why should we believe China? Why we should believe China? Because China always tells us the truth about things, right? Uh Uh-huh. So now let's take off the table all of the evidence that was pointing or the stories that were pointing to, hey, maybe this was a man-made biological either weapon or accident. Let's just pull that off the table because now a raccoon dog did it. That's why we had the coronavirus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a raccoon dog. And we're all supposed to go out and say, oh, no, a raccoon dog did it. A raccoon. Okay, let's do breaking news. Hey, Danny, what's up? So Trump, according according to the New York Post, Trump said he expects to be arrested Tuesday in Manhattan. So this is his post. The far and away leading Republican candidate and former president of the United States of America will be arrested on Tuesday of next week. Protest, take our nation back, he said on Truth Social in all caps. He slammed the, quote, corrupt and highly political Manhattan District Attorney's Office. 
in the post. So he, so this has been brewing for a while. There's been a lot of talk about expecting an indictment, and now Trump is basically saying that he expects to be arrested. Wow. So read the post again, please, for us, Danny. This is the main meat of the post. Quote, the far and away leading Republican candidate and former president of the United States of America will be arrested on Tuesday of next week. Protest. Take our nation back. End quote. And then he also added, quote, corrupt and highly political Manhattan District Attorney's Office is behind the arrest. This is stunning. Um, again, Derek and I talked about this during the last hour. Thank you so much, Danny. Please keep us posted as events come in. Come back in any moment you have more, please. Will do. Thank you. Thank you, Danny. You've heard breaking news here on WABC. Donald Trump is now expecting to be arrested on Tuesday. This is a game changer, folks. If this takes place, this is a game changer. Alvin Bragg, who cannot put real criminals behind bars and keep them there, people that rape and murder New Yorkers, they are not the target of this woke prosecutor. People that go in and shoplift, given a free pass, just go in, take what you want out of the stores, and just to the point that some stores have either started locking up things so consumers can't even shop or just close their stores, close their ATM locations because they're too risky. No, we can't get crime under control with this prosecutor. But what we can get apparently is a first in history where a former president of the United States is now expecting to be arrested on Tuesday. This is absolutely stunning. We reported earlier that Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg has asked for a meeting with law enforcement ahead of a possible indictment of former President Donald Trump. According to that source, that meeting was requested this past Thursday. The meeting had not been set yet this morning. The meeting is to discuss logistics for some time next week, which would mean that it is very possible that an indictment would take place. Now, we're learning, WABC News, that Donald Trump has released a statement anticipating he will be arrested, arrested, arrested on Tuesday. How this will impact the presidential race going forward remains to be seen. You will have, this is a first in American history. And I tell you, liberals will go to every length they can to keep Donald Trump from ever becoming president again. And you are seeing that. If this takes place as expected, we are witnessing something that has never in most of our minds been contemplated could happen to a 
president of the United States. What are, what are we assuming he's being arrested for? This is in connection with the Stormy Daniels okay. affair. Supposedly hush money. Supposedly some impropriety that violated, what, New York law on hush money? Michael Cohen, his former fixer, testified the other day before the grand jury. So this is absolutely unheard of. And it demands a response. You know, you look at what happened. Look at the escalation is what is happening in our politics. In Congress, you have Democrats who kicked Republicans off of their committee seats. And in turn, when Republicans came into power, regained power of the House, Kevin McCarthy said, okay, we're going to strip some of your members now. And there was a lot of howling and gnashing of teeth. So what is the response to this? You arrest, a, you arrest former President Trump? The Republican Party, as a party, had better not lay down for this. They had better not lay down for this. Every single Democrat in elected office, including these prosecutors, these woke prosecutors, should be subjected to every kind of investigation within the legal parameters of the job. I'm not suggesting making up evidence or doing what Letitia James said, which is let's go find a crime. But certainly every rock needs to be unturned in this Biden family scandal. Every single rock. If this takes place. Every, look, Republicans had better learn how to play this game really quick. If this was what they're going to do to Donald Trump, then you had better be ready to deliver the same. We are descending into a third world country right before our very eyes. This is the kind of thing that you would expect from some third world junta party. Okay, now let's take out the guy that was in before. You see it happening. You see it in Brazil. You see it happening in other places in South America where we're not content just to drive the president out of office. Now let's criminalize him and put him in jail or him or her in jail. You see this happening in some countries around the world. Never thought this could happen in the United States of America. It is happening. If Donald Trump is saying he expects to be arrested Tuesday, we have entered another world in this country. We have entered another phase of decline as a nation that I did not think ever would happen. Let's take a break here. 800-848-WABC, 848-WABC. 800-848-9222. We're coming right back. Don't go away.
Saturday Morning Radio Extravaganza. James, welcome aboard. Nice to see you again, sir. Now, here's James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, on 77 WABC. This is from Newsweek. Former President Donald Trump has called for protest and predicted that he will be arrested Tuesday in relation to an investigation by the Manhattan District Attorney's Office. This is the quote. Now, illegal leaks from a corrupt and highly political Manhattan District Attorney's Office, which has allowed new records to be set in violent crime and whose leader is funded by George Soros, indicate that with no crime being able to be proven and based on an old and fully debunked by numerous other prosecutors fairy tale, the far and away leading Republican candidate and former president of the United States of America will be arrested on Tuesday of next week. Protest. Protest. Take our nation back. That is what Donald Trump wrote this morning on his Truth Social platform. Trump's post comes amid increased speculation that the former president could soon be indicted as part of the DA's probe into $130,000 reimbursement paid to former Trump lawyer Michael Cohen for a payment he made to audit film actor Stormy Daniels before the 2016 presidential election. In an earlier uh, post on True Social today, President Trump wrote, our nation is now third world and dying. The American dream is dead. Again, If you're just joining us this morning, President Trump has, on his true social site, called for protest, which is going to inflame, inflame the absolute left after all the January 6th stuff. This is going to be another point of inflammation him calling for protest. And these should be, and I hope that at some point he make peaceful protest, peaceful protest. He is calling for protest and predicted, former President Donald Trump, that he will be arrested on Tuesday. Again, his statement, now illegal leaks from a corrupt and highly political Manhattan District Attorney's Office, which has allowed new records to be set in violent crime and whose leaders funded by George Soros, indicate that with no crime being able to be proven based on an old and fully debunked by numerous other prosecutors' fairy tale, the far and away leading Republican candidate, former president of the United States of America, will be arrested on Tuesday of next week. Protest, take our nation back. How do you think that Trump voters are going to react to this? 
how do you think that Trump supporters are going to react to this? Interesting. Mike in Patterson, New Jersey, how are you? Welcome. You're on WABC Talk Radio 77. Hey, good morning, Bob. Uh, I'm a first-time caller, and uh, one thing I haven't heard, uh, you know, I've been listening to this, you know, the station for a couple years since they, you know, restarted it, John Casamatizzi, and uh, that one thing I haven't heard, because, like, Donald Trump, he wouldn't have said, here you go, here's 130000 She had extorted him. So if this was from years ago, it might sound stupid, and they're bringing this charge up. Why don't he file an extortion charge against uh, Stormy Daniels? Well, he can't file anything now. He could take a civil action against her, I suppose. But I don't know. Uh, I'm not a lawyer. I can't. Maybe we have a lawyer in the audience who would answer your question. Can he countersue her? But what this is a charge from the city of New York's Manhattan's district attorney who has now put his foot to try to weigh in on the 2024 elections of our country using his office. This is a naked political move, and it is what New York Democrats, it is what Democrats around this country have been calling for. Letitia James, even before Donald Trump took office, said, we're going to see whether we can find something criminal against this guy. And they have done everything they can to not only persecute Donald Trump, but to also try to take down his family. Go back. They have used everything in their arsenal. They tried to say that the Trump Hotel in Washington, D.C. violated the emolument clause of the Constitution. That was thrown out. They tried this stupid Russian hoax claiming that Donald Trump was an agent of Russia, and their allies in the mainstream press went along with it. They have corrupted themselves in the process of trying to hunt down Donald Trump They have violated the laws of our country when it comes to surveilling a a presidential candidate. They lied on the FISA applications to try to prove this stupid Russian collusion hoax, which many in the mainstream press have never, never recanted from their role in helping to bring this hoax into the public news. Never have recanted and said we were wrong. These phony impeachments, the, both of them. You look at lie after lie that these people have come up with to try to stop Donald Trump politically, and now you have a former president of the United States facing an arrest over a payment was made to a porn star that he supposedly hooked up with for a night's entertainment or however any... Days or Nights Entertainment, adult film actor, porno star. This has been a witch hunt from beginning. This is the same Alvin Bragg who lets criminals roam the streets of New York. 
to hurt innocent people. They refuse to let violent criminals, in some cases, stay in jail. Instead, they release them under the premise that somehow it's racism or inequity that keeps violent criminals in jail. They let these people out to terrorize, rape, murder, pillage, innocent New Yorkers. And meanwhile, the focus of of Alvin Bragg's office is to persecute Donald Trump. And Letitia James, the same. This is a disgrace. Now, Donald Trump is calling for protest. I don't know how many of you are going to protest. How do you plan on protesting? I'll tell you one thing. This is a dangerous moment in our country's history. It is dangerous because people are going to be inflamed. And these protests, if they are not, if they are not managed properly by the people protesting, and make sure that they do not turn violent. Make sure that they do not descend into utter chaos. This could be a very, very bad moment. What is? Let's, we have another news update. Hey, Danny. All right, so here's the interesting part of this. So Trump, he has 24-hour protection from the Secret Service. He resides in Mar-a-Lago in Florida, obviously. Under Florida law, the state's governor is responsible for making sure a person in the state is arrested and delivered to the state in which they were indicted. But Florida law also gives the governor power to call for a further investigation if the defendant refuses to comply. But who's the governor of Florida? Ron DeSantis. And what has Trump been doing lately? You know, trying to chip away DeSantis's perceived a threat to who, to his campaign for president. So the political aspect of this is very interesting. Will DeSantis give Trump a leeway in this case, or will he just say, all right, New York made the decision, and we're, we're going to make sure he goes to New York? Well, I think Trump already announced that he would he would not fight it, that he would turn himself in. Right. Trump's yeah. lawyer said um, earlier today, that, or, or yesterday there was a story, that they will not. there's not going to be a circus they're not going to try to use Mar-a-Lago as some kind of stronghold. He's indicating that he would turn himself in to face these this persecution or prosecution. You take your pick. But you raise, let's go over that information one more time, Danny, because this is interesting. The powers of the governor of Florida, he could, he could go one or two yeah. ways on this. He, he could demand, you're saying he could demand a further investigation as exactly. well. Exactly. So, you know, you might think, well, maybe the plan on Trump's side, and this is just speculation, was initially to fight it. But he probably figured that given his position against DeSantis in the campaign, that it wasn't worth trying to just reverse course on his line of attack against the Florida governor. An attorney for Donald Trump, this is from The Hill earlier this morning, says that Donald Trump would not refuse to surrender to authorities. If he is indicted, there won't be a standoff at Mar-a-Lago with Secret Service and the Manhattan DA's office. Joe Takapina told the New York Daily News, Takapina said Trump, who he described as a survivor, would find a way 
to use any charges filed against him to help him politically in the end. He thinks that this this case is going to collapse under its own weight. He seems to think that everything that these people do to try to come after him, he can turn it into a positive. And this is just going to be another one of those instances where he will overcome. And those comments, of course, come as Manhattan DA's Alvin Bragg, the Manhattan DA, appears to be close to making a decision. And apparently now, now, Danny, I don't know this, and, and I don't mean to put you on the spot, but apparently if Trump is saying Tuesday, one would assume that he has heard some kind of notification from the Manhattan District Attorney's Office. Is that what you assume? Oh, definitely, because the lawyer that you mentioned, he spoke on the, uh, now I'm reading this now, he spoke that if he faced a charge, if he was indicted, he wouldn't fight it. He said this on Friday evening. So he definitely was hearing what was happening. So he's probably known for at least a day that this was coming. And now he's choosing to, I mean, I don't know, get ahead of it or say on his own terms. I mean, you recall the raid on Mar-a-Lago where he was the one who broke the news. So maybe that's a part of Trump's strategy in this case to get ahead of the news cycle and break the news himself. Well, Danny, we have to take a break. Please keep us advised. More breaking news. This is James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley. Yes, we are still going to do the morning dance on WABC, but we are also going to take your calls. 800-848-WABC. And we're coming back right after this. Don't go away. Saturday morning radio extravaganza. Now, here's James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, on 77 WABC. WABC Talk Radio 77. Is this your song, Diego? This is my song, yes. Okay, it's time. Morning dance. You got to lead it. Tell Avery is unfamiliar. Explain the more every week, folks. At this point in the show, it's time to get up out of our chairs here at WABC, and we invite you to join us for the morning dance. Diego is going to lead the moves this week. All right, Diego, on you. So we do a Y with our arms. M C A. Y M C A. They have everything. <laughs> That's pretty much it. You can just okay. hang out with the boys. Bop around with it <laughs> as much as you want to. Okay, so you gotta stand up first. You gotta stand up first, yeah. Gotta move from side to side. Side to side, there you go. Get the adrenaline pumping. There you go. There you go. Scott is up. He's rocking it. I feel like I'm at a Trump rally. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, there are going to be more Trump rallies this week. Come on, Avery. Stand up. Come on, Miss Churchill. All right. And then Y-M-C-A. 
YMCA. The Y, the M, the C, and the A with your arms. I love the description. I love the instructions. That's the best I can do. Now you do a Y. And then an M, and then a C, and then an A with your arms. Because you can't see me right now. You can't see any of us right now, so that's the best I can do. (laughs) Okay. All right, all right. I got it. You know what? I do get out of breath with these things. What's our so Avery? <sighs> Avery, yeah. did you get up? I didn't see you dancing. Repeat that one more time. I didn't see you dancing. Repeat that one more time. I didn't see you dancing, Avery. Look, I'm a very skilled person, but I can't do the calls and dance and spin around at the same time. I... Why not? You're right. Yes, you can. You're right. I'll I, be- I look. So you no, you're not going to get over with me on that. I know what it's like to screen calls, bro. All I right. did it. You're right. I'll okay. do better next time, man. <laughs> no, next time, Avery, you have to lead the dance. All right. All right. Get ready to electric slide. <laughs> Are we going to do the electric slide? Yeah, I'm going to run you all around. You're going to put me in charge. I'm I'm putting you in charge. We all have to take a turn. Scott did it, and Scott doesn't like to dance, but Scott's getting into it. I think we're gonna. I think pretty soon Scott's gonna be like, okay, I'm ready to hit the discos again. Platform I'm, shoes. I'm gonna put on. I'm gonna put on. You can't touch this and make you do that MC Hammer uh, uh, type of there dance. There you go. There you go. <laughs> 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 but the morning dance, part of our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. And it is good to get up. It is good to move. It is good to make your body move. I need to spend more time exercising. And not because Mayor Adams told me to do it. Let's get to the telephones. People are waiting. This is, folks, I'm not going to try to downplay this. This is serious stuff. This is the kind of stuff that rips a country apart. And the Democrats are all in. This is an all-in, naked political move meant to destroy Donald Trump. Now, Donald Trump has called for protest. I'm going to say, of course, people should protest. But those Trump supporters, and I want to hear from you, you have to do this right. We cannot have violent protest on behalf of Donald Trump. You cannot let these liberals push you to a point where you lose your civility in dealing with this. This has to be responsible. And, and by the way, this is also, let us make no mistake about it. If you think that you will not have agitators pretending to be Trump protesters, yeah, I was gonna trying say, to can, stir it up. Can the FBI get a protest together this fast? It's kind of short notice. You say what, Scott? I said, can the FBI get a uh, get a get a protest together this fast? This is kind of short notice to get uh, to get something together on this scale. Well, well, well. Isn't that an interesting little wrinkle here? What did I say? I don't remember. <laughs> can the FBI get a protest <laughs> together? But if you think that there will not be Antifa activists, that there will not be people from the left trying to turn this into something, 
there had better be a contingency plan on how to deal with that aspect of this. And you know how the press, the, the mainstream press is the enemy of Donald Trump in this country. They are the subsidiary of the Democrat Party, along with this phony prosecutor in New York. There has to be a political response to this, and there has to be very, very great care in putting together whatever protests there are to make sure that they do not turn violent. Let's go to Bill in Oceanside. Bill, you're on WABC. I got to tell you, James, absolute uh, wonderful moment. I get to talk to you when I've been calling you for months. I'm going to call back one time about the band Fatback. I don't know if you ever heard of it. Fatback from uh, Queens. Are you kidding? Bill Curtis and Fatback, the Fatback band from Queens. Funny thing Not is. Not only I have up. I heard of them, I when I was a kid, my band played on the same bill with them sometimes. Uh the lead guitarist lived out by me in Central Islip years ago for a short time, and it was really cool. Uh, back to the Trump issue. Absolutely disgusting. Well, the reason why I called is uh, if they were able to infiltrate uh, January 6th or whatever it was and get Antifa and other people there and Trump shirts and this and that and blah, 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 maybe the FBI, they could do this again. And even if somebody shoots something in the air, you know what? Then you're going to have a crowd rush and run, you know? Purposely make it it disruptible. I mean, I'm a retired city cop, and uh, it wasn't in the military, too, Navy, but this is a perfect setup again. But the only flip side is they're not going to be able to maneuver the NYPD the way they were able to get away with it around January 6th without having any security there. Right. So that's that's a slight uptick to that. Okay. But these protests are not just going to be confined to New York. Let's you if you don't people, I think. And I'm anticipating that there will be people that want to protest wherever they are or that there will be spontaneous protests about this around the country. And so what you're saying about New York is one thing, but there has to be great care in any organized protest. And, yes, people need to be already on the lookout for, as you said, infiltrators, people from Antifa, people from the left, whose sole job job it will be is to make Donald Trump look bad, make his supporters look bad, to inflame people, to do outrageous things in front of cameras. This is a stunner. We have never been in a situation like this before in American history, where a former president of the United States will be arrested, or we're anticipating, and he is anticipating it apparently, from his post on social media this morning. His call for protest is a legitimate one, but it also is a dangerous one. In that, the left will try to do everything possible, and we are seeing this. 
The left will try to do any and everything to defeat Donald Trump and to make him politically unviable. This cannot, it better not, descend into violence or chaos. You know, if Joe Biden were the great unifier that he campaigned on, he would come out right now and be like, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what I can to stop this. Wouldn't he? Would, would, would he not? Wouldn't, no, would... because his own party would revolt against him, and, he, and Democrats want this. They don't Look, they do not want Donald Trump to ever sit near the White House. And it is not just, let's be very frank about this, it is not just Democrats and liberals. There is a faction within the Republican Party that hates Donald Trump. We have seen it already. The Donald Trump haters in the party that will and are willing to work with Democrats to help defeat Donald Trump. Donald Trump has many forces aligned against him. This is... Folks, we are witnessing something I never thought we would witness. More of your calls coming up on WABC Talk Radio 77. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley. It is our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. And we'll be back. More of your calls, part of the program today, as we continue to explore what will happen and what should happen with this unprecedented move that is apparently underway from Manhattan's District Attorney Alvin Bragg to criminally persecute Donald Trump. Back in a moment. Oh knows politics and so much more. A true connection to real New York on 77 WABC. James Golden here. It is our Saturday morning radio extravaganza on WABC Talk Radio 77. 800-848-WABC is the number to call if you want to be part of the program today. 800-848-WABC. uncharted territory my friends again if you're just joining us this morning Donald Trump has posted on his social media platform true social that he expects to be arrested on Tuesday by New York District Attorney Alvin Bragg that arrest he's also calling for protest at the same time that would be a stunning departure from anything that has occurred in American history. And it would set a precedent that needs to be addressed politically and should be addressed 
It has to be addressed politically. There are so many variables here. How does the Republican Party, how does the leadership of the Republican Party respond? We know Mitch McConnell, who is still, from what we understand, suffering from a concussion. How does he respond? How does Kevin McCarthy respond? How do... Uh, how does how does the Republican apparatus respond? This is we have never seen this before. And how do you respond? How do you, the American people, respond? Donald Trump has already, as you know, called for protest, and I continue to say. This is a double-edged sword. Of course, people are going to want to protest this, and they should. But in therein lies a danger, because when you have a public gathering, you can never be sure who is attending. And the left has shown and demonstrated that Antifa and the like, that they will do everything they can to disrupt. How does this impact The elections, Donald Trump was just in Iowa. Mike Pence was in Iowa. Nikki Haley was in Iowa. How do the other candidates respond to this? Do they try to dump on Donald Trump and say, hey, this is proof that he is not a viable candidate? There's so much here in this move. And what happens, by the way, Will this put a spotlight on these left-leaning liberal protesters? I'm sorry, these left-leaning district attorneys like Alvin Bragg, and we've seen them all around the country. Again, there is so much here. Let's go back to the telephones. Tom in New Jersey, welcome. You're on WABC. Uh, hello, can you hear me? Yes, Tom, we hear hello. you fine. How are you? Okay, sorry, distracting the audio. Uh, yeah, well, obviously, it's a shameless, <clears throat> politically motivated indictment, uh, and it should serve to alert every citizen, irrespective if you're right, left, in between, or you find politics as boring as I find the Frank Morano show. It does not matter. Not nice. Are, I, do me a favor. Do me a favor. I'm going to just blow the call off right now because. I don't like that. Why don't you dump that? We're not going to use this as a way for people to take out their little petty grievances like that on a talk show host here at WABC. You have a problem with Frank Morano, you call Frank Morano. You don't call me and dump on Frank Morano on this show. I don't put up with that. Eddie, Staten Island, welcome. WABC, how are you? Hi, Bo. Long time. haven't spoken to you. Look, I have, I think, what is the solution to this? And we take it from what happened in China when they try to lock them down. Nationwide, everybody shuts down, don't go to work, walk off the job, are non-essential workers. The, the, the protest has to be nationwide, keep everybody home, keep everybody safe, do not participate in this fiasco. Let it know, just as it was in China, that we're not going to take this, we're not going to tolerate this, and we're going to fight it in a peaceful manner. 
because they cannot make you fight if you just stay home. And I mean this across the country. So you, so you think people should now stay home and sort of what? Do a, a strike? But what good will that do people? There are people that, I mean, people have to work. I said and essential, they, essential, essential workers, yes. Essential workers, yes. But non-essential people, and that's the bulk of the American people, because we are interconnected. We are interconnected. I mean, this is a sacrifice that has to be made. We have to stand up for what is right, and this is a safe way to do it. Keep the kids home. I mean, they're not learning anything anyway. Keep the kids home. Keep everybody not from not participating in this disaster. A nationwide strike everywhere. Not tolerate this one bit. When you stand up to bullies and don't participate and then don't can't give them an excuse to have people arrested just by staying home, they'll get the message. And the response Thanks. should be at election time. Thank you, Eddie. Thank you very much for your well-reasoned contribution. Mike in St. James, you're on WABC Talk Radio 77. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley, here with our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. How are you, Mike? Hello, Bo. <clears throat> Thank you. Uh, I have about two two or three points. Uh, the Manhattan DA, he's going to arrest and then investigate for the indictment after the arrest? Hello? We I don't know what he's going to do. Apparently, though, Donald Trump will be arrested by the, the sitting grand jury. Well, an indictment is forthcoming from the grand jury that has already been impaneled and that Donald Trump was asked if he wanted to testify before that grand jury last week, and he declined. They just heard from Michael Cohen. The grand jury has already been impaneled, and apparently there is an indictment coming. And from what Donald Trump posted this morning on social media, he plans, he is anticipating that he will be arrested this coming Tuesday. We do know that Alvin Bragg's office has also contacted law enforcement to prepare security for expected protest. And we do know that Donald Trump himself has called for protest. So that's what we know. The maximum effect, will the DA do the uh, handcuffs, photograph, fingerprinting, mugshots? You know that that's what they want to do. Now, whether they think it's expedient to do it or not in public, you know that that's what they want to do. It would be, that would be red meat to the rabid left and to the Trump-hating Republicans to see Donald Trump in handcuffs. You know that's what they want. Now, whether or not the district attorney would go that far, I mean, he's gone this far. I hope that they would have more restraint than to try to do that and to try to make Donald Trump go on some sort of perp walk. And, of course, I, don't, I, I can't even imagine that. But then again, I couldn't imagine this. Folks, during the top of the hour when we get back, WABC owner and operator John Katsimatidis is going to join me for a bit and weigh in on this. This is unprecedented in American history. 
a former president of the United States facing imminent arrest in the United States of America. Your calls are going to be part of the next hour as well. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-WABC is the number to call if you want to weigh in on this. We're coming back. Don't go away. Saturday morning radio extravaganza here on WABC, crown jewel of American radio. Back shortly. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, on 77 WABC, the crown jewel of American radio. Welcome to our number three of our Saturday morning radio extravaganza here on WABC. 800-848-WABC is the number to call. Get that WABC app. Keep it with you day and night. You will want to have this radio station with you by your side through every single day as this unfolds with us, our station's owner, our station's operator. He is an author, has a new book on the market. John Katsimatidis. John, thank you for joining us. How are you? Well, good morning. Uh, I am well, and uh, thank you uh, for having me on. Uh, the It's big news this morning that President Trump uh, who I have not announced I'm going to be supporting. But if this happens, uh, Bo, and the former president of the United States gets arrested, gets fingerprinted, gets handcuffed uh, in New York over a prostitute looking to shake him down, uh, which is in New York, uh, the, I believe the law is it was a misdemeanor. But he is past the two years. So somehow Alvin Bragg had to find a way and he upgraded it to a felony, which is not really a felony a way the way my legal department is telling us uh, uh, the laws in New York. And I got that from Judge Weinberg, uh, who was a Supreme Court uh, judge in New York. Uh, you do that to a former president over an item like that, that is going far beyond the call of duty. And I think they're going a little bit too far. And it's going to become, like you said before on the radio, a third world country where we indict each other's presidents. I mean, give me a break. I mean, if we had a national a poll or a national vote, who is more guilty? Hunter Biden, who has uh, tens of millions of dollars from the Chinese, from the Ukrainians, etc. Who's more guilty? Or Donald Trump, the lawyer giving a, a prostitute that's trying to shake him down $130,000. My God, what does this world come to, uh, Bo? I mean, I am worried for our country, and I'm worried that, you know what I said to a U.S. senator the other night? I said, I am worried that 2076 is the 300th year uh, anniversary for the United States of America. 
are we going to make those 300 years? I am worried because the Venezuela was the wealthiest country in, in, in South America. And in 20 short years, when the socialists took over, they converted Venezuela from the wealthiest country in South America to a vast to the wasteland. Forest. Yep. To the the and, vast wasteland. And, and we are headed in that direction. This is unprecedented. We've never seen anything like it in America. And it does demand, John, it demands a political response. And that is in itself scary. If the Republicans fail to respond to this politically, they will be driven out of office many of them by their own voters who are expecting and now will be demanding a political response. This call for protest from President Trump is a legitimate request. Of course, it should be protested, but in that also lies danger. Because as we have seen, protests can be infiltrated. There can be any number of bad actors who simply put on a red hat or a shirt that say they support Trump, but their goal is to bring disruption and to try to foment violence. There is a lot that could go wrong here that could uh, that could help turn this country further and further into an instable nation. And that is not hyperbole. This is the kind of thing that could destabilize a nation if it spirals out of control. And that's one of the things I think I hear you you expressing your fears about. It's certainly something that I'm fearful about. I'm very, very fearful about it. Is Donald Trump guilty of uh, of uh, causing his lawyer uh, to make that payment? Probably, but does it does it uh, hold up that uh, that he's passed the statute of limitations for that uh, uh, for that misdemeanor? misdemeanor? Should he be should he be put in handcuffs? The former president of the United States put in handcuffs and mugged and fingerprinted over a situation like that, where where things in Washington are, are much much worse. Let's talk about Alvin Bragg for a minute. Many New Yorkers don't feel safe on the streets of New York. The New York City subways. People are afraid, afraid to ride them because of fear that they will be harmed by criminals. Under Alvin Bragg, one of the first things he did, even before assuming office, was state his intention to reduce the accountability that criminals would face under his jurisdiction. He said there were a number of crimes he would not prosecute, including crimes that involve guns. And we hear from all the time from the left, Guns, 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 guns. One of the first things Alvin Bragg did was said, say there were going to be certain crimes, even involving guns, that his office would not prosecute. People protested that. He seemed to back down a little bit. But then when he took office, what we see is under New York's failed bail reform laws, criminals are housed in some cases less than 24 hours after they're incarcerated. incarcerated. They're back on the streets and they're back committing crimes. Is Alvin Bragg doing a doing this political act that he's doing to prosecute, persecute Donald Trump? How do you think New Yorkers will respond? John, you're tied into New York's business community. How do you think yes. your businessmen and, and, and women, 
that keep this city afloat? How do you think they're going to respond to this? Bo, 484,000 New Yorkers in the last 24 months have moved out. The governor and the state legislature is planning the new highest ever uh, taxes for New York. If those 484,000 have moved out and they keep moving out, who's going to pay all these new taxes? We're going we're gonna to reach the level where New York is going to blow up like it did in the 70s where they had to put it in controls to, 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 to be able to make it work. I mean, it's, it's very sad for the nation. It's very sad for New Yorkers. And uh, I, I call upon the district attorney on Monday to think twice before doing something like this. Should there be a, rec- if, if it is possible, I don't even know whether it's possible under New York law. I'll have to research it. But under do you New think York that... Law, New- under New York law, the governor of the state, and it's been done before under Governor uh, Pataki, I believe, under New York law, the governor could, could re- either remove the district attorney for not doing their job on prosecuting crimes and guns, and murders, or they could put in an overseer or, or something like that. And I'm not a lawyer, but I've paid enough legal fees in my lifetime that I should be an honorary lawyer. <laughs> Do you think that Governor Hochul should intervene here? Uh, if common sense prevails, but she, yes, but, but she's got her own problems because April 1st is uh, the, the the big fight in Albany with the budget. And for whom do the bells going to toll? Is it going to toll for the governor uh, uh, fighting for a little bit of common sense? Or is it going to toll for the legislature, which is completely socialist at this time, and, and they want to convert New York into a socialist uh, uh, society? And don't forget what happened to Venezuela. Venezuela disappeared. In 20 short years when the socialists took over. Let us go back and revisit. You've mentioned Venezuela before. We watched this happen. We watched when Hugo Chavez took over Venezuela, one of the first things that he did was an unconstitutional packing of that nation's Supreme Court. He then nationalized businesses, and he actually even arrested some Americans there with, I sad to say, no response from America, and in his quest to nationalize some of the businesses, he actually diverted some of that nation's resources to Cuba. He saw Cuba as he saw himself as an ally under the uh, under Fidel Castro, who was his socialist mentor, and he formed a very close alliance with Cuba. He then started also trying to do everything he could to undermine the United States of America. Within a period of five years, it had already started on a rapid descent. People could not find medicine. There once they have some of the most uh, intensive oil uh, resources in the world, but yet Venezuelans did not have enough energy to keep their lights on under his leadership. And the cost of oil in Venezuela was shockingly high. Inflation went rampant. 
people began, and this is not hyperbole, literally starving to death in that nation. Those that could afford to flee left. Venezuela has now moved from the most stable democracy in the Southern Hemisphere into a third, a total third world status nation. And you would think that watching this happen, that the leadership in that country would say, okay, this isn't working. But then after Hugo Chavez passed, his successor, Madero, doubled down. And to this day, they are now stuck at the bottom of the heap, almost, in South America. And you're, we, and John, yep, go ahead. We have a world crisis. China is aligning themselves with Russia. Saudi Arabia, talking Saudi Arabia into uh, Iran. Uh, I, China is creating an entire uh, system to oppose the free world. You got China aligning with Iran. Uh, India is uh, is becoming sympathetic to China and and uh, Russia because they're buying oil at a very large discount. Uh, Saudi Arabia doesn't trust Washington. Uh, we we have a major problem in our hands. And this is going to exacerbate things and make it worse. They always talk about how the U.S. looks in the eyes of the world. What do you think this will make the United States look like to our international allies and to our not only to our friends but to our enemies in the world, John? Well, if Saudi Arabia doesn't trust Washington, how far do you want to go? Who else is going to stop trusting Washington? Wow. We are in unprecedented times. I'm going to urge people to keep it here. I'm going to urge people to keep it here on WABC for the latest in news on this. Follow this all the way through. John Katsimatidis, owner, savior of WABC Radio, and our owner, Thank you for joining us this morning, John, and keep it here. I know you're going to be talking about this as well throughout the weekend and all next week. Yes, and, and I'll call you James, not Jimmy. Thank you, James, Thank you. very much. <laughs> yes, that's John Katsimatidis, folks. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdly, both Snurdly here with you. It's our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. We're coming back. More of your calls. Also, America's small caffeinated mom's going to weigh in on this, as we all are. Donald Trump facing arrest on Tuesday. Coming back right after this. The Saturday morning radio extravaganza is in your ears. Now, here's James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, on 77 WABC. WABC in New York. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdy, with you here on this Saturday morning, this historic time that we are getting ready to live through. Harold Melvin in the Blue Notes, featuring Teddy Pendergrass. And if you don't know socialist, progressive liberals by now, you'll never know them. Understand what they are doing to your country. Right 
They are purposely doing harm to this nation. There is no way that this can end any other way but having a bad, a harmful effect on the people of this nation. Those people that support President Trump will be inflamed beyond measure at this persecution by this overreaching, failed New York district attorney. A district attorney who doesn't doesn't devalue the lives of New Yorkers. This is a man who will let known convicted felons back on the street so that they can inflict further pain on those of you who are law-abiding and who play by the rules. And he doesn't care about that, not one iota. This is a man who, under this false premise of racism and inequity, of wokeness, will allow some of the most heinous criminals to wander free and to cause New York's crime rate to soar out of control while he and his office spend their time trying to inflict harm on a former president of the United States simply to make him unelectable in their eyes, in their view. That's what the end game here. They want to make sure that Donald Trump does not. You know why? Let's face facts here. What did Donald Trump do to measure, to deserve this? I'll tell you what he did. Donald Trump has been the most effective Republican president in all of our lifetimes. That is his crime. That is the real crime here. What Donald Trump did was disrupt the way the Democrats have run politics in this country for decades and decades. It started with a deregulation of some of their prized laws that kept businesses from investing in this country. And as a result of that, the economy, go back, how quickly we forget. Remember what the economy was like under Barack Obama. Remember Barack Obama waving and pointing that little finger at us and telling us, well, what what, what Donald Trump is? Don't you have a magic wand? How's he going to do this? How are you going to do it? How's he going to bring jobs back? And he did it. Through meeting with business leaders and through finally, and because he understands business, he's a businessman. And he unleashed the power of American businesses. They started reinvesting in America. They started building plants again, manufacturing plants here in America. Something Democrats said would never happen. Remember what he did with NATO, demanded our NATO allies pay their fair share of dues. He took on China. There was not one Democrat or Republican president in our lifetime who took on China for currency manipulation, for stealing our intellectual property. He won a trade war with China that was never reported as a victory because of the hatred in the mainstream press. 
he took on the border. The left says that that's racist. It's bigoted to actually gain control of our own borders. Donald Trump did that and did it effectively, and they hated him for it. And not only did Democrats hate him for it, there's a faction of Republicans who also side with those who want cheap labor to fuel their own industry. He took on both parties. He took on the swamp in D.C., including this massive, over 2 million federal workforce. Made it easier to get rid of federal employees who weren't doing their jobs. He told foreign leaders, we are no longer going to be a nation that bends over and grabs the ankles for your objectives. We are going to put American interests first. And that inflamed everybody that wasn't a supporter. How dare him talk about America first? What was their reaction to that? They called that a white nationalist movement. And they unfairly tried to label not just Donald Trump, but all of his supporters as some kind of white nationalist. They did everything they can to distort reality of events on the ground. Look at Charlottesville. Joe Biden still lies about that. And what Donald Trump actually said. They inflamed racial tensions. They kept the races divided. You would think that America had never elected a black president twice. Democrats under Donald Trump pretended that we were, they said it in so many words. He wants to put people back in change. Nothing could be further the truth. What was the threat? The threat was that young black men were voting for Donald Trump in numbers and leaving the Democrat Party. They want to extinguish Donald Trump politically because he is a threat to their power structure. And this move, this persecution by Alvin Bragg, who refuses to keep criminals in jail, which is his main mandate as a district attorney. Instead, he's turned his office into a witch hunt against the former president of the United States, and we are watching it happen before our eyes, like a third world nation that elects people who then use their power to go after their political opponents and defeat them. There had better be, there must be a political response from the Republican Party, not just the timid tuck your tails in and pretend it doesn't happen. There has to be a full-throated response to this politically. And if there is not, there is not a Republican that deserves to stay in office if they do not, if they do not, Stand up and publicly denounce this political persecution. There should be a new litmus test as of Tuesday. If you don't stand up and demand that this persecution stop, a Republican does not deserve to hold elective office, period. Now, I know that there are people who don't want Donald Trump to be president in 2024. That's fine with me. It's fine with me if you support Nikki, if you support Ron, if you support Annie, if you support even that, that, that political loser, Larry Hogan. Fine with me. This is America. Support who you want to support. But this goes beyond the support of one candidate or another. This strikes to our very republic as an institutional 
governmental power and light of the world. This strikes to all that America has been and all that America can be when you have a lowly district attorney who is hell-bent on inserting himself into national politics to try to destroy a former president and keep him from running again. Alvin Bragg is a disgrace. He's a disgrace to law enforcement. He is a disgrace. And this move is disgraceful. This cannot stand without a political response. And let me tell you, if Republicans fail in that political response, they do not deserve power. If they can come after Donald Trump when he's out of office, there had better be a response when Joe Biden leaves office. And it's not too late to go back and uncover every single inch and iota of Obama's life, of Clinton's life, of Hillary's life. It is not too late. If if this is the game you want to play, then Republicans had better engage and play this game. WABC, Talk Radio 77, coming back right after this. Saturday morning radio extravaganza is in your ears. Now, here's James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, on 77 WABC. WABC Talk Radio 77 in New York. Coldplay brings us back. Clocks. 800-848-WABC. Keep it here all day long. America's small-caffeinated mom, Rhonda Schrock. Rhonda has an essay prepared for us each week that we talk about. The essay is printed in the Daily BS, dailybs.com, and on her own website, website. during the course of the week. But we asked, I asked Rhonda today, hey, let's not do the essay. I want to get her reaction to this news that uh, President Trump is expecting to be arrested on Tuesday. Rhonda, how are you this morning? Well, I, I feel a little sober today, actually. Um, I, I actually take this personally, James, and I think that you do too. And I have the, I did the whole four years that Trump was in office. Uh, this, this unrelenting assault on him has been an unrelenting assault on all of us who voted for him. For me, President Trump uh, spoke the things I thought 
he governed the way I I felt, I believed. And I know, like Derek said, I did not vote for him to be the pope. I voted for him because of what he said he was going to do. He has been uh, the closest, uh, the, the president that governed closest to the Constitution for a long time. And that's what matters to me and to so many people. And to have an entire uh, machine, and there's so many cogs in that machine, attacking him is an attack on all of us who love America, love the Constitution, and want to see it followed. This is in contrast, and I don't care if it's liberals, progressives, or some in the Republican Party, James, who who claim to love America, blah, blah, blah. I know people people didn't like Trump's words. Well, I don't care about the words because I care about what they're doing. And under Trump, America prospered. You just listed a long, a long list of his accomplishments. You cannot tell me that the minorities in this country did not fare better under his leadership. They, they did. did. They did. So this is that that's the first thing. This is personal and it's an attack on freedom loving Americans. Um the second thing is this. The rank and file libs and progressives and radicals need to know that as they're creating a world where our voices are silenced and we're oppressed and we're restricted, that will be the world that they will also live in one day. I mean, somebody just mentioned Venezuela. That's a perfect example. That will be the world they create for themselves one day. They think it's just us right now. But if this keeps going unchecked, they will be living in that world, and the elites at the top will be the ones living free and large. We have seen this before. This is nothing Let new. me ask you a question about the protest, Rhonda. President yeah. Trump has called for, for protest. I continue to say this is a double-edged sword. It is a dangerous call in a way. It is a legitimate call. Of course we should be protesting this persecution that has offended mm-hmm. us to our hearts. We see the naked politics being played here by Democrats. And, of course, yeah. we, our instinct is to protest it. But we have also seen Antifa. We've also seen to the, the depths that even our own government will go, members of the FBI, to try to circumvent an election. We've seen them lying to FISA courts. We've seen them making up dossiers to try to get Trump. What makes anybody think that if there were widespread protests that the left won't simply don, no pun intended, a red hat or put on whatever they want you to try to identify. And you know the lazy journalists in this country are only looking for a visual that they can put their own narration onto. They're not going to look for factual information. What will prevent the left from trying to upend any kind of protest, turn it violent so that they can try in their way to destroy Donald Trump. Well, there's nothing to prevent that from happening again. They've proven uh, repeatedly that they're they're not above that at all. So that's a very risky strategy in my mind. I I'm I will come at it from a much different direction at this point, James. You know, we've talked about it often. I'm the mother of four sons, and that is a job that is too big 
for one small mother, caffeinated or not. In my life as a mother, I have learned the power of prayer. And so my first weapon is going to be uh, spiritual. It's going to be prayer. And I was going to, in fact, in this week in the essay, I share a story uh, of when one of our sons was really struggling, really struggling and having a very difficult season. And as a family, we decided that we were going to take one meal a week and fast and pray together on his behalf. And it was amazing how quickly things began to turn around for him. God answered prayers on his behalf. Doors started opening. It was miraculous. And because I have seen God's hand move in my life and in the lives of those I love, I believe that he can do it for this country. So that is where I'm going to start. And I would call all fellow Americans who are people of faith to start first on their knees. More things, as the quote, as the saying goes, are wrought by prayer than this world dreams of. So I will start there. I would also like to just encourage people uh, during the time when our oldest son was spiraling downward in the world of addiction, my husband would get, we would both get really frightened and, and my husband would tend to go to despair. And I remember saying to him, there's no actual reason for despair. It just looks like it. And that's what comes to me today is we're on the cusp of some really big and grave events in this country. There's still no reason for despair. It just looks like it. I agree with that whole. Well, look, there is also reason to be cautiously realistic, I say, too. We have to recognize yeah. the moment we're in. The Republican Party, as a political party, doesn't do that. No, they don't right. recognize how organized the left is. They don't have a response to that. They don't, or, they don't understand the deep level of hatred that the Democrat and socialist in this country have fomented toward the greatness of this country, and they don't respond to that. Oh, no, you're they, exactly right. They stood by and let President Trump stay under attack, and in the case of Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell and others, tried to help the Democrats get rid of the thorn in their side that was Donald Trump. We've seen that at work. And to get rid, yeah. even now today, before this announcement, there were stories about how the Republicans fear these MAGA candidates are going to screw things up again for them. Oh. This is a big battle that we are in the middle of. And I agree with yeah. you wholeheartedly about the, the need for prayer, the need to retain our optimism, especially in light of the fact that this country has come through a civil war that would have rendered most other nations extinct, mm. but we still stand today as a nation. Oh, but this you're exactly is, right. This is a dangerous moment. I know that. You're, you're right, and I feel that in my core. So just because I'm going to start with prayer does not mean I'm, in, I'm not in reality about the gravity of the the country today where we're at. Not at all. But that's where I'm going to start. Now, one thing I have learned, James, in my life is that evil, 
Evil always at some point overplays its hand. Uh, it's the arrogance. Arrogance uh, will blind you, and it causes you to overestimate yourself and to underestimate your opponents. And so it's possible that this will be, I'm hoping that this will be the last straw, the one step too far that will open the eyes of the American people. There is a sense in which we need to have a little bit of, of fear here. Uh, it's that living in reality that you were talking about. And if this is what wakes up some of the sleeping electorate, then then bring it. It may bring have, it indeed. Yes. It may backfire well, and that's what I'm hoping. Well, that's what I think many of us hope for. Um, I, I'm just reading a text that I got from Lisa Tucker Exposed, January 6th. Democrats need another one. Uh, mm -hmm. Rhonda, thank you so much for joining us this morning. We'll look forward to yes. checking in with you online. Tell people where they can find you. RhondaShrock.com. Thank you so much, uh, James. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley. Bo Snurley here. It's our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. We're going to wrap up. Today's extravaganza with your telephone calls. Thank you for waiting on hold. We'll be with you shortly. Start having you weigh in as well on these, this dramatic period of time that we have now entered into. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley, back in a moment. And informative. The Fairway on Broadway is using facial recognition technology to bust thieves. I do not see this as an invasion of privacy. I see it as businesses that have to survive and they have to do what they have to do. Dominic Carter, weeknights at midnight, just before the other side of midnight. Talk Radio 77 WABC. It's Saturday! It's The Saturday morning radio extravaganza. Now, here's James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, on 77 WABC. I just retweeted something that John Casamitidi sent me. Elon Musk saying Donald Trump will win a landslide victory if he's indicted. We shall see what happens here. Let's go back to the telephones. Mike in Queens, welcome. Thank you for waiting. Hey, uh, James. Uh, I'm, I'm listening into all of this and, and uh, looking at it. It reminds me of when I was a journalist uh, in Southeast Asia and covering all the arrests of all the, you're like, there would be a change in government, and then the former leader would be arrested by the current leader and, and yep. put behind bars. That happened at least, that happened twice in the Philippines, uh, one with Estrada and one with a. Uh, uh, a royal. So they had two presidents back to back. We would go interview them. We'd have to interview them in a military uh, uh, detention center uh, just to be able to talk to the former president and get, get stories out. And the other thing that, that uh, I wanted to bring up, of course, is, is a lot of this, uh, you know, talking with other journalists around the world who are reacting, they're calling me up, trying to get my reaction uh, to it and, and everything. And it is already out there. I mean, you know, the, the story was out in Drudge a few hours before the New York Post put it out. And uh, there was already speculation about a perp walk. There's people asking me, where should they set up their cameras? 
I mean, you know, this this is the kind of weird thing that I, that I have to deal with as a as a former international journalist who's now based in the city. But James, the big thing is, uh, some of them were observing: could this be just another part of the continuing moves by you know countries like Russia or China pushing forward, moving these things to make sure that these types of cases prop up, these types of issues prop up to uh, you know cover up a lot of their planned actions. I mean, you know, the bank crisis, what has happened here with, uh, you know, the Trump arrest, the political turmoil and all of this. Could there be something worse happening in the background that we're not exactly seeing? And that's the thing that, that scares a lot of people, especially those of us who, who monitor, uh, you know, uh, the world. Well, I don't think it's uh, I don't think that there was any plan, of course, because, as you know, this move has been ongoing. Letitia James started it even before Donald Trump. Uh, took office. And so this move by Alvin Bragg and 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 by New York to basically take down Donald Trump is part of a long-term strategy of the Democrat Party. That said, there are things in the news that deserve attention and that this may overshadow. This banking scandal is deep. It cuts to the heart, not only in America, but this, look, we have had what? We had so many banking laws, the first instinct, of course, was for the left to blame Donald Trump for all of this. Never mind the quote-unquote bad, or my I say woke investments. Never mind you have agents from the uh, Fed not doing their jobs. Never mind you have these woke officials in the banks not doing risk assessment, but are going around the world doing social media and social justice cause, causes, working on those instead of working on actual risk assessment. But these, this banking scandal, this banking latest wave is hitting everybody, not just America. Look at what hap- what's happening with Credit Suisse and how many other banks have reloaded themselves in ways that are unsafe. So you're absolutely right, Mike. This could be overshadowing things that we need to be paying attention to, but I hope it won't. I'll give you the last word here. Yeah, the only other thing I want to say is, you know, as a Michael Cohen, because that's my real name, uh, it, 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 it's kind of painful <laughs> to see a guy with another same name as me doing this crap. I'm sorry. I just had to say that. Not every Michael Cohen hates Donald Trump. Not every Michael Cohen is doing crazy stuff like this, James. And uh, God bless you and have a great uh, weekend. Well, Michael Cohen, God bless you, too. And I hope to hear from you again. A journalist, Michael Cohen, calling here. We love you. Thank you, Mike. Jimmy in Staten Island, you're up next. Right to your point, please. I'm mad as hell, and I just can't take it anymore. When will it stop the persecution of an innocent man? I don't know that it... Everywhere possible, they're not finding anything. Letitia James is an absolute disgrace. But this other guy, Bragg, he's known by George Soros. This is his main objective. That's why he was placed there, Mr. Bosnerdly. I That's right. Take it. And this is opening the door for everybody. Because now if the Republicans have a, you know, they become men and have a backbone, they should go after Biden, Obama, and Clinton. Remember the pallets of money, Clinton with the emails? President Trump is clear, clean as a whistle, but they're going out of their way. But people like you, Menches like you on the radio, and Avery, who's a hell of a guy, and the other guy with his music I love, I only wish you God's blessings and may the love of God shine on this country, because good God knows we need it. Thank you, Jimmy. God bless you, too, my friend. Ralph in New Rochelle, 
You're up next. Good morning, Mr. Golden. Always a pleasure to speak with you. I don't know if you're aware of it. I was watching another news channel the other night, and the attorney that is representing Michael Cohen is Lanny Davis. Of course, Lanny Davis. Fixes in. Yes. Fixes in to try to bring down Donald Trump. Lanny Davis from the from the Clinton from the Clinton. He's a Clinton hack. Yes, Lanny Davis, that same Lanny Davis. I want to know if there's a quote, quid quo for Cohen. What is he getting for doing this to Donald Trump? Is he getting revenge somehow? Revenge. Revenge. Teddy and Yonkers. Thank you for the call. I appreciate you. Teddy and Yonkers, you're up next. Quickly, Uh, right to your point. Good morning, Mr. Golden. I know you're a very articulate man, but you will not intimidate Teddy from Yonkers, okay? I agree with you on Bragg. That's the difference. You castigate Democrats in one category. You blame Democrats for everything. You don't talk about DeSantis saying anything about Ukraine war with Russia is a matter of territory. Why don't you blast that statement? Why don't Why you should demon- I? Think just a minute. Why should I? Please. Why don't you Why should I? Because, that type of statement? Because, because there's only so much time that I have, oh, and I God, use my God, time God, wisely. God, now, God, Teddy, God, let me say God. something to you. Yesterday, you've heard me say that I agreed with Joe Biden about something. Joe Biden said that he wants to have more accountability for these bank executives who have done harm to their institution, and he's calling on Congress to do it. And you know what I said? I said, Joe Biden is right. Now, gee, Teddy... If you were being fair with your host here, your beloved host here, Teddy, you would have said, James, I heard you agree with Joe Biden. And you don't always say that Democrats are responsible for everything or you don't always badmouth Democrats. A few weeks ago, I said that Kathy Hochul, governor of New York, was right when she called for more charter schools. But I didn't hear Teddy call and say, oh, James, you know what? I heard you praise a Democrat as being right on something. Gee, You do have an independent view of things. You think for yourself, and occasionally you give Democrats credit. The reason I don't give Democrats more credit, Teddy, is a really simple reason. They don't deserve more credit. When they do something that is deserving of credit, I give them credit. When Democrats don't do anything deserving of credit, guess what? I don't credit them. I just don't do it. I'm not here to be a shill for anybody. One way or another, I'm not here to do that. I, like I Mr. tell you, I call it the way that I see it. Go ahead, Teddy. I, first of all, I like Mr. Hogan, the former governor of Maryland, and I like Loser. the new, new governor of Maryland. By the way, hold it, hold it right there, Teddy. Did you know that Hogan's chief of staff is on the lam? He's I a fugitive. Heard about I yeah, he's a fugitive from justice. <laughs> let, the chips fall. let the chips fall where they fall. And if he is part of anything that is criminal, he'll, ha- he'll have to face the charges and he'll be held accountable. But let me Teddy, get my, my final Teddy, thought. Teddy, hold on. No, no. Before you get to your final thought, are you going to say, James, I was wrong. You have said nice things about Democrats when you thought they deserved it. Are you going to admit it? 
Okay, I'll acknowledge that. I, maybe I just didn't hear you at the time. I wasn't listening you, to Teddy. the radio. But if you said it, so I... Do you, so, excuse me. So, are you now willing to retract your statement that the only thing that I do is blame Democrats for everything? If you want to categorize that way, if that'll make you feel good, fine. No, I but, want you to say it. I want to hear you retract it, Teddy. I, re- I, I want retract. you to... That's why I'm man enough and I, I have integrity. I'm like Norm from Brooklyn and PJ. Let's not talk about other people on the show that can't defend themselves. That's not nice. This is just you and me. So, Let yes. Let me make my final thought. And please hear me. And for the Georgia situation, that is much different from this New York uh, situation with Bragg. I agree with you. But with the Georgia, he called up and he's it's like, it's like the godfather. I'll make you an offer that you can't refuse. He told the attorney general of Georgia, I want you to find me 11,000 votes. And, you know, you can get in serious trouble if you don't. I heard him say it on a Saturday afternoon on the radio. Don't deny it either, okay? And I want to- I've never I- denied that he said, I want you to, I want you to find 11,000 more votes. Now, let's put that in context. All right. What do you mean in De- context? Here's the context. Democrats find votes when they need it to win elections. All he was saying, hey, act like a Democrat. Find me some votes here. I know people must have voted for me. I know that these votes must be there. He didn't say manufacture votes. Find me the votes. Where are they? In what counties have you not counted? There are a lot of ways to interpret that, Teddy. And, of course, you choose the way that's most damaging. But that's what we can expect from partisans. And, Teddy, I love you so much. But you're a partisan, my friend. You're a partisan Democrat. And that's okay. We need partisan socialist Democrats in America. So that the rest of us... I'm not a socialist either. Okay. I retract it. Yeah, a Democrat. Retract that. I just retracted it. You're just a good old Democrat. A progressive. All right, you're, a, you're still a good guy in my book. You're still a good guy in my book, too, Teddy. I love you. I'll talk to you later. All right, folks, that's it. Saturday morning radio extravaganza comes to an end. Keep it here on WABC. All weekend long and into next week, we're going to be talking about this, the imminent arrest of President Donald Trump. This is a disgrace. This is where we are in America now. I'll be back. May God bless and protect each and every single one of you and your families. God willing, we will be back on Monday at 4 o'clock. See you then. Thanks to my great crew, and thanks to you for listening. Bye.